Hi, welcome to the Berry Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with, with. Do you want to introduce yourself? John Mason. <laughs> I'm here with John Mason. How do I'm John Mason? Uh, and he is a manager of a nightclub slash nightclub slash restaurant slash pubs slash show bar slash events venue slash Slimming World host area. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I can fit in here. John enjoys his food. I love food. <laughs> and um, it's going to be on my tombstone. I love food. I want that on mine. Big tombstone. Big tombstone. Yeah, you, you have three spaces. Double decker. Well. <laughs> John loved his double deckers and was the oh, size of one. <laughs> Not bus spotter. Um, so this week, I thought what uh, what we would talk about is what it's actually like to be a club manager slash all of those other things you said, bar slimming world. All those things I've been and am and, and are. What would you describe it as? Like, what is it actually put down to? So it's beer keller, which is German for pub. Is it, it's, oh, ba- is it? it's, it's basically a beer cellar. So oh, right. it's, they keep beers underground so it's colder. And it's, yeah, we've got 80 types of beer and we're technically a nightclub hybrid pub show bar. Oh, right, cool. So you um, have done this for, well, you did nightclubs, which is how I met you. Yep. Been and doing nightclubs for five years and then into the beer keller and used experience from restaurants and hospitality from years previous to coming in here and stir it up a bit and have you because i feel like like when you come in here it actually looks like a like you know like a proper stage and you've got flags all up in the middle here and and you've got all that is it kind of do you have to perform at all I do, yes. You actually perform? Yeah, I do. Of course I do. It's the John show. True, yeah. And you dress up, you have to dress up in... Lederhosen. I'm in Lederhosen. I will, I've got a fantastic DJ who wears Lederhosen and gets the crowd going and goes around does some drinking games with people. It, when people walk through the front doors, it's an experience. It's an event. It's something that makes them feel unique and a bit of escapism yeah you know what it's like we all want to escape and actually be somebody different do something different yeah, yeah. you walk through here and it's just attitude free fun yeah it does it kind of seems for the men it kind of seems a bit like laddie fun yeah. but then women still come along to it and enjoy it because you still, still have the girlies yeah you know we've got nice facilities for the ladies ladies love a good loo yeah. <laughs> love a good loo so um, i'll show you the ladies lose in a bit we'll go in there and you know Nice toilets, nice clean glasses, ice, fresh fruit, good selection, pink gins. And you've got like fun songs that, that yeah. everyone can sing along to. Absolutely. So sort of for everyone. I guess, in, do you open in the daytime at all? Or is it more evening? We do for World Cup at the moment. And would you allow like kids in? No. No kids? We, no, because we technically are a nighttime venue. Yeah. It just gets awkward when you have to say to people at nine o'clock, I'm really sorry, the yeah. children have to go now. So it's, it's 18 plus. 18 plus. But it's really cool. And I've been Although to they don't act it. No. <laughs> Not everybody. You know, people go, oh, is it an adult venue? Yes, it is. And then they're like, why is that 60-year-old man suddenly swinging the stein from his head and, you know... Necking you know, it off with a woman. Or balancing it on his head and walking around going... <laughs> You know, everything happens in this environment. It's fun. You must you must see some like really strange things. Always. Which Always. I cannot wait to pick your brain yeah. on because yeah. I know you have fun stories. Yes, one hundred percent. Um so, very briefly, being an uh oh, I don't know what to call it. I'm gonna call it nightclub 
Yeah. Manager, because you've done that for a long time. And it that is my, I am a nightclub manager. Yeah. That is my trade. Um, so as a nightclub manager, everyone thinks it's like really fancy and everyone, everyone's like, oh, everyone's your friend. Yeah. But actually some of them are just doing it because they want deals. Some of them actually yeah. are your friend. And blah, blah, blah. Um, how would you actually describe it? Would you say that it's, it's not as good as what you think, but then there are positives that you wouldn't have thought of? That, that, like, how would you describe it for someone who has no idea? It's the most varied, random, fun job that you could possibly do with a heap of responsibility. So much responsibility from a legal point of view, safety point of mm. view, alcohol licensing point of view. You've got to have your wits about, it, about you when you're doing it. But also the most random. You meet people in their best of conditions. You meet people in the worst of conditions. <laughs> you meet people who you think you know, and then they've had a drink, and you've not got a clue who they are. Yeah. Um, and it it's just no two days are ever the same. Yeah. Ever the same. You know, you don't come into work and go, oh, God, it's going to be boring tonight. It's, what's tonight going to bring yeah. them? You know, I wonder what's going to happen tonight. And... If you end the night and there's been no incidents and everybody's safe and you've had a few drunken people say some random things, you know you've had a good night. Yeah. Some people are just idiots. <laughs> there's no nice way to say it. There's no sugar coating it. They are just pure idiots. And you don't even need to add alcohol for that. Yeah. And you're like, good evening, you're having a nice evening tonight. Get fucked. <laughs> you know, you bleep that out. <laughs> but you're like, oh, very sorry to disturb your evening. You yeah. know, carry on. Whereas inside, you just want to reach down their throat, grab yeah. their lungs, swing around your head and throw them out the front door. But you have to have that facade of... It is really difficult. Know. So before I DJed, and actually you were the first person who gave me a chance to DJ him, Thank you, because it wasn't for you. <laughs> anyway, um, when I DJed for the first time, I, so, you know, you, now I know that this is just normal, yeah. but you wouldn't think you get people coming up to you and they, they throw their, their cups at you if they don't like the song, they, they shout abuse at you, they say, you're the worst DJ I've ever heard, like this, and, you, and at first it really gets to Do you. Do you also get, though, like, last Friday's DJ was better than you? <laughs> that was like, me. That was me. <laughs> wow. I just uh, say it now. Yeah. I just go like, oh, that's funny. That's me. Yeah. Like that. No, it's not. No, yes, you know better than me. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah. why you're drunk and I'm yeah, not. Okay, you know, cool. <laughs> and I just get, well, the other manager used to let me in for free. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it could be, we're a brand new venue. It's yeah. Only, it, you know, only just opened up yeah. and, uh, well, or, excuse me, do you know who I am? People do use that. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I've had people say that the DJ. Uh, what's the DJ? Do you know who I am? Yeah. I, I'm like, mm. A, a good one is when, when people come up to me and they go, oh, uh, can we have this song on? Uh, and I'll be like, mm, okay, I'm thinking of the list I've got and does it fit in with the speed, the tempo of the song at yeah. the moment or whatever. And I say, oh, it'll be like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And they go, okay. Mm, and they get a bit funny. And then they, they turn away and then they come back over and they go, um, it's my friend's birthday. So can we have it on next? And I was like, oh, well, happy birthday. No, it's still 20 minutes. And they get really funny about it. Mm. What? Anyway. Oh, sorry. no, as, as an example, though, with that, you know, you get people who will try and do anything. Now, as in the industry, you know, we want people to choose to celebrate their birthdays in our yeah. venues. Encourage it, love it, don't want it to stop. 
However, some people seem to have a birthday every week. Yes, yes. There's one kid who goes, it's my friend's birthday. And I said to him, after the third week of him saying it, I said, uh, oh, is it the uh, same guy as last week and the same one as the one before? Souvenir hunters. That's another thing. What's that? People that come into a nightclub and think they're entitled to take anything that isn't nailed down. Oh, right. Oh. Like, you know, it's okay, like, you know, bar mats. Mm. You know, excuse me, um... Can, can I have my, um, my, I don't know, my bar mat back? This is mine? <laughs> no, no, it's not yours. You know, it's not very normal that you come out clubbing with a Smirnoff branded bar mat, <laughs> is it? I bought this. You didn't, because that's actually from my bar. I've just watched you take it. Are you calling me a liar? N- no, I'm not saying you're lying. I just think you might be mistaken, you know, that... You know, that definitely is mine, you know. Yeah. The bar lady's actually tapping mm. you on the shoulder, asking for it back. Mm. She's bullying me. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? And you just think, like... And sometimes when it's things that, you know, are replaceable or that, yeah. you're like, if you like that, you keep hold of it. If you want to return it at the end of the night, fine. Yeah. If not, when you sober up tomorrow, just drop us a message and we mm. can get it back if needs be. If it's something like that. But... Yeah, you find yourself doing some random conversations, and then at the and so at the end of the night, if it's gone well, you'll you'll sort of you know have a nice conversation. If it hasn't gone very well, you'll sort of <laughs> bitch about the same people and go like, "Did you see that one person?" But then afterwards, like this is a good example. This is one I can think of in particular. This is kind of like a funny story <laughs> when you were managing a place that um, I still work at now. Um, at the <laughs> the next day, we came back in. Our, you know, once we just left, because it was I think it was a pretty bad night yeah. in terms of just I'm trying a to bunch think of what idiots. you're saying about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be many. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was just like a just horrible people that were in, and we were all like, you know what? Let's just come back tomorrow. And we all mm. came back in the next day, and you were like, oh, what is that smell? And we were all like, oh, I don't know. And one of the people who was working there, a female, went into the female toilets, and they were like, oh God, John, can you come over? And you were like, oh, no, what's this? That's my impression of your accent, by the way. And uh, went in there, and I remember just going up to, I didn't even go in the toilet, and I could smell it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you went to the door, and you went, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> and I just remember you going, there is the biggest poo in the ladies' toilets. <laughs> it was like a Pringles can. <laughs> I remember. How does that even come out of there? <laughs> I remember you had to get a black bin bag, <laughs> put your arm in, and you were like, for like yeah. 10 minutes. As a very, very good friend of mine once said, you are not a nightclub manager until you've held a curly poo in your hands. <laughs> you would not believe how much human oh. feces even functions in this job. It's just so weird. It's, um, you know, whether it's a toilet getting blocked up, um, or somebody getting blocked up and then oh. suddenly finding the release valve after the fourth Sambuca. Oh, my God. There's, you know, you know, you get, you say to people, like, oh, there's toilets, and the amount of people will be like, oh, I'd never poo in a toilet in a nightclub. That's me. Yep. You, after probably 12 shots or a couple of pints, and you're like, I'm going to go for a poo now. <laughs> you literally, like, it, it happens. No. <laughs> I've had it where um, one one time I remember I was having to actually I don't know how it came about that we had a gas mask but I just remember being in a gas mask topless why were you topless? Tra- I had to take my top off because I was in a suit 
and there was no way I was getting my suit oh, wrecked. I see. Yeah, yeah. So trouser legs rolled right up, bin bags wrapped around me to stop this six foot high cannon of water like coming out of the toilet. Oh my god. Wet vax. You know, literally just just dealing with it all. It's really, really random. But yeah. quite quite a regular occurrence. I mean I saw my first ever venue a number of years ago now, mm-hmm. I saw a doorman either side of a girl, so they'd got her legs and they'd got her back, as she was pooing herself whilst leaving the club. <laughs> Just, what, on the floor? Just dropping out <gasps> of every few steps. No. Yeah. Did she have a dress on, I guess? Yeah, wh- yeah, white dress. So it was everywhere. Oh, white. Mm-hmm. The worst colour to poo in as well. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody listening or watching, it's not a very, very, very regular occurrence. But, but more than you probably think. More than you <laughs> you'd definitely think. More than you definitely, definitely think. Oh, okay. I'm just going to have to stop there a minute because I've got a man with a crocodile at the door. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Um, <laughs> so the crocodile man has left now. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just saying it's the only industry where you get stopped by someone returning an inflatable crocodile in a box of pirate hats. It's just so random. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was uh, the poo stories. Um, have you ever been hit? Or, or well, punched? I'm quite lucky. Touch wood. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I ever actually got hit or injured was when I wasn't working. I was singing karaoke in a bar, and this girl didn't like what I was singing, so she walked up behind me and bottled me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so that's another question I've got. Sorry, just, just, it just came into my head. The, um, obviously, we work when everyone drinks. Mm. And I think what people forget when they don't work in that industry is that we never get time to go out and drink with everyone because we work when everyone drinks. Yes. So then the odd time we then go out, and it's usually with the people that you work with because mm. you... Those are the people that miss it. And Apart and from when I get drunk on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., you know. It's... Well, we get trolleyed. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We, we, because we never drink, you definitely have some funny drunk stories. Alcohol has definitely led some of the decisions throughout my life. <laughs> and I think the best one was waking up one morning kind of going, oh, my God, I've just bought two London Routemaster buses. <laughs> You know, that's, you know, for most people, you'd be like, oh, what? Most people. (laughs) Most peepees. Most people. Um, Yeah, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, but any time in my life, drinks always been there as, like, a fun thing in the background. However, some of the good stories. (laughs) I'm waiting for them. Yeah. Um, What's, like, your favourite one? Or, Or one that you go, like, this... Is just the most crazy, stupid story. I was working for a very famous holiday company and we did a bar crawl on a Saturday night. So every Saturday night, I used to take between 30 and 60 hotel guests. Right. Quite well-to-do people in a well-to-do hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On this bar crawl. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, we'd start off in one place and this is when I was living in Tenerife. So we started in one place and then spent an hour there, went on to the next yeah, yeah, bar. Yeah. And um, I got so drunk, I pierced my own nipple with my name badge and then was letting guests photograph me with my penis out. What? (laughs) John Mason, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that's a good one. Sorry, that just reminds me because bits that are of your body are hanging out. That reminds me of one of the staff parties we went to. You dressed as a, a cow. 
Yeah. And, and would you like it, to explain that? We're all dressing as animals for a zoo party. So obviously there's not many cows you see in the zoo, but put that to the side. I love cows. T-shirt, Sharpie pen, drew myself some patches, black and white, and then decided to cut holes where my man boobs could fit and swing freely. You painted and them pink. Painted them bright pink, so I'd got bright pink udders. <laughs> and then proceeded to go up to all the bosses of the company. and Drunk? All the stuff. Yeah. Oh, dear. Shouting, milk me, milk me, and using some colourful language. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to which it was like, yeah, wow. What's like the, the, a time where you've just lost it? All the, all the time, yeah. All the time. <laughs> you know, it's little things annoy me. Um, so Not putting down the toilet seat. Not putting down the toilet seat. Mm. Um, I hate that. The, as an example, um, I had a chef who made some food for me. Not for me, but for a customer. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I thought, I really don't like the presentation of that. That looks dry. Something's yeah. not right. So... As I always do, I'm not going to belittle a chef or turn around and say to him anything. So, are you happy with that food going out to a customer like that? Oh, I've not put the sauce on it. Oh, I forgot the sauce. Okay, so put the sauce on. Now, are you happy for that to go out? Yep, that's ready to go out. Three, four minutes later, waitress comes back with the burger with a bite out of it. The customer says that this is dry. So... I took the burger out of the bin and went, eat it. (laughs) He was like, what? I was like, I want you to take a bite of that burger. Because if you're happy to serve that to customers, I'd expect you'd be happy to eat it it yourself. He was well, she's had a bite out of that. I went, turn it around, there you go, it's fresh now. Yeah. I was like, go on. And he went, had a bite out. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you eat out the bin. (laughs) (laughs) But that made him realise that... You know, we, we, we have standards. Okay, so moving on. Uh, your dog, which I think he might even be in shot slightly on camera here. here. He's called Stanley. Come here. Up. Rah. Come on, then. Oh, oh he's... Oh, so what, what kind of... What breed? He's a mix, isn't he? He's a French bulldog pug cross shit zoo. He's, Sorry, what? His dad is a French bulldog pug and his mum's a shit zoo. Oh, give me cuddles. Though. And he's so he's so grumpy looking, but he's like the nicest, most chilled dog ever. Can I have a cuddle, thank you. Oh, <laughs> it is a bit sad though when you actually have to get your dog to cuddle you. I remember getting him thinking like, I'm never going to love you. I was thinking, he doesn't look like a pug, doesn't look like anything. He just looks like a. Yeah, yeah, he looks really funny. <laughs> and he was like, oh. yeah, but. There's not many jobs where, you know, it's not a, a normal thing saying, like, take your dog everywhere. A couple yeah. of managers have got dogs. In this industry, you've got the most random lifestyle. Me, personally, I live in a flat in a nightclub. Yeah, when you said this to me, I was, I was really confused because you actually live above a nightclub that you don't work in. You work far away from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so random. So... You know, I, I could technically be on the dance floor and then 30 paces be in bed. Now, if I was a sexual predator, yeah, I could I just be like, you're coming with me. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, but it's, I'm not. So a story comes out in one week, John you know, Mason, manager. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, again, it depends on the person mm-hmm. and who it is because it's the same 
you know, a number of, um, like a number of pubs. You know, I've worked in pubs before where you live above the pub. And when I was working in the pubs, all you wanted to do was get that place finished so you could finish for the night. Yeah. In the industry, you've got to always be coming up with new ideas, new things, you know. Who... Yeah, it's more creative than you'd think. Yeah, absolutely. And also, some of the littlest ideas can just go mental. So much so, we had a nugget party. Nugget parties in... are great. We did that as well. It started off, I think, um, one of the girls down south in one of our venues was like, right, I'm going to have a nugget party, you know, just give everyone that comes in a bag of four chicken nuggets. Mm. Went crazy, it went in the news. Went mad, absolutely mad. Mm. You know, the, the, the social media side of it went across the country. I know. I think every venue's had a nugget yeah, they party. Have but yeah, that's the thing. What's one that you want to do but you just can't? See, I love foam parties. Apparently they're I really love, dangerous. They are dangerous. You know, I went to a phone party in Lorette de Mar. Where's that? Well, okay, another story. Oh, Let God. me tell you a story. <laughs> Daniel, that I was running the pubs with, um, I said to him one morning, should we go on holiday today? <laughs> He's like, casually. All right, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, got nothing on, let's do it. So we went to the travel agents, and I was like, hi, we'd like to go away on holiday today. Two of us. And she said, Oh, well, um, you can go to Egypt. And I was like, mm, don't really know. You know, we're looking for something a bit more fun. You know, or we've got Tossa Del Mar. Sorry, you've got where? Tossa Del Mar. Yep. And I was like... You got a bunch of Tossas in? I was, well, yeah, I was just like, sorry, where? What's the name? She was like, yeah, it's Tossa Del Mar. I'm like, I'm, book it. <laughs> book it. And Daniel's like, what? I'm like... We'll fit right in. We're both Tossas. <laughs> Any place that's called Tossa, I'm there. <laughs> So, next minute, like, the people who were sat next to us were, like, giggling away. Yeah. Are you ready? Bearing in mind, this would have been about 2004, 2005. I can still remember it was Martin and Paul who were sat next to us in the travel agents mm -hmm. booking their holiday. They saw how much of a laugh we were having. Yeah. They booked the same holiday. Did you go with them? They were on the same flight, the same row. Oh, I love that. Then, one morning, because me and Daniel had booked a taxi. Yeah got to the hotel well actually we got a little bit too tipsy on the plane yeah. going over there i tried going through customs holding up a copy of heat magazine going it's me it's me <laughs> sorry uh, sorry so you are not david beckham it's me, it's me. <laughs> like passport all right there you go all right you got me yeah. <laughs> um i was like let's go into lorette de mar which is the village next to tossa del mar yeah which is on the, the spanish coast so Phone party. Yeah. Daniel didn't want to get his jeans wet. Right. So oh. he stood on the side with his drink, mm. head bopping, yep. doing the nightclub bop. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm. me. Mm -hmm. Bopping my head because yep. I can't dance. There's me, like literally up to the forehead in foam. <laughs> you could just see one hand out the foam going, Daniel! <laughs> and I can still remember to this day, it was a dance remix of California Dreaming, Mamas and Papas. California Dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely plastered, soaking wet. They've got hose pipes off this balcony into the nightclub that's it's basically like a dried swimming pool that yeah, they've had yeah. it in. But we got home, enjoyed a phenomenal foam party. I love them. However, I was black and blue the next day. Bruises up my legs, up my arms. I'm sure a couple of people had slipped and broken bones. Yeah. So you obviously being a manager and you have like guest people that come in. Mm. Do you, 
have you had any interesting stories about famous people coming in? Either where they've been like rude or something really funny's happened or... Oh, yes. I mean, one person who gets a real rough rap in the papers is Kerry Katona. Yeah. And she's actually a really nice girl. Oh, right. Yeah, really, really nice girl. Yeah. She'd rock up at the club, like, cause she was doing pantomime in uh, one of the, cl- like, near one of the clubs I was running. Rock up like, I've bought Stanley a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just got Kerry Katona there presenting the dog with a kebab. <laughs> and he's like, la, 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 la. Um, so that, that's a nice side of it. Um, I have had one incident where a Geordie Shaw member of cast, um, <laughs> You'd have to say who it is, so you're covered. Yeah, they they got too out of control and were f- frisbeeing saucers um, at the hotel that they were gone, they'd gone back to <laughs> because the hotel wouldn't let them bring in this random girl who mm-hmm. we like, couldn't get rid of. Yeah, they were frisbeeing saucers at the nice night porter. Oh my like, god! Almost like missiles at <gasps> them. Um, I had an absolute idiot from Love Island. Um, who thought it was acceptable to to grope me. And I was like, "Uh, no. And um, I've had... um, I've had some trash a room. The most professional people, though, and the nicest people you could ever meet are actors in the soaps. Oh, really? Jake Wood, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, Max Browning from EastEnders. Yeah. Phenomenally nice guy. Really genuine. Comes in, wants to meet everybody, wants to have photos taken with everybody. Oh, right. Genuinely interested and fun. He's not there to be like, I'm the big I am, do you know who I am? Yeah, or there for the money. He's he's a genuinely nice guy. Oh, that's really nice. But you do get some people who come in and they're like, yeah, I don't want anybody within, like, five metres of me. And you get these awkward selfies where they're just hovering an arm over the back of them like (laughs) yeah but in this industry and in quite a few industries in hospitality it's a symbiotic relationship where they're getting something out of it we're getting something out of it but it's also value to the customers yeah so but that's not necessarily the answer because what some people might like other people might think you know who are they yeah some people that I have coming in, it's like, you know, I've bigged up this, like, this person's coming in, and I'm like, who are they? Yeah. I really don't know. But like, other people might know. Mm. Yeah, so it's all, I guess it's all just a matter of taste and if, who you are interested in. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Love Island's always a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Love Island's huge at the moment, and I, just, yeah. I don't get it personally. I watched an episode, I, and I just thought... My dad watches Love Island. My dad and my stepmom. How, how old are they? My dad is 66. <laughs> I love that. And my stepmom's 59. I love that. And I'm like, I went over to, they live in northern France now. They used yeah. to live in Tenerife. And I went over to them and it, he was getting, I'm like, right, okay. And it's, what are we doing? Should we go out for a meal? No. Okay, all right. Love Island's on. <laughs> He's like a 16-year-old yeah. girl. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, um, I'm, I've never really seen it. Yeah. By the end of like five days, mm. I was like, I don't want to go home. I, I just want to stay and watch Love Island. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I've got to, I've got to drive back to England. So I'm going go, to miss Love Island. It's just really addictive, right? Yeah. I mean, some of the Made in Chelsea guys, fantastic. Yeah. You know, they're genuinely just up for a laugh. Yeah. And want to, you know, do it. But then you get some people that are just like, 
Uh, hello. Yeah. Oh, would you like to go into the DJ box? No. Um, can I get you a drink? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, do you want to post for some photographs with No. Do you just give up with them? Oh, no. Oh. I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, you're being paid to do a job. Do it. I don't care who you think you are. You've got two choices at this precise moment. Do you find that gets them... Oh, no, I, I, I've done it where I've been completely blunt. I've gone up to uh, a celebrity and said, I'm paying you to be here. Yeah. You either put on a smile, put on a show, go out and do it, or go home and you won't be paid. Does that work? Totally up to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like anybody. One of the clubs I was running had a huge military presence. Yeah. Huge military presence. And you'd think, you know, oh, is it a rough environment having you know, sometimes 100 um, Royal Marines coming in. Yeah. Not at all. Because... You got, the, you got the guy again with the crocodile at the door. He's come ah, back. What's this this time? More. Is it a pig? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. Let, let's see what it's Bloody hell. It's never a quiet moment here. <laughs> okay, so coming towards the end of this, um, I want to do like a quick fire round ending thing. Okay, fine. Um, so I want to do like some fun little quick stories um, and also I'll, what I'll start with is... Actually, no, I'm going to end on the other thing. So just quick quick fire stories first. Any, okay. any that come to mind? Like shocking or really funny? Okay. Um, Short stories. Uh, people being turned away at the front door for being too drunk. The arguments you get into because, like, I'm sorry, sir, you've had too much to drink tonight. No, I haven't. You have Okay, right, we're going to have to breathalyze you, so if you just breathe into this and we'll check your levels. I've seen a guy do that with his... Um, the walkie-talkie. The walkie-talkie. Yeah, the amount of people that... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry to say you're too drunk to come in tonight. Well, um, why? What makes you say... You've just done a breathalyzer reading on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, something that's kind of scary, sorry, that just reminded me, not that it's anything the same, but something scary that happened to me, I was, uh, I think I was filming something one night or taking photos or whatever in the club, and uh, we had to chuck these guys out who had spent quite a lot of money in there, mm. uh, but we had to chuck them out because they were doing, I can't remember what it was, but it was doing, they were doing something wrong or they were being dodgy or whatever. Um, and we threw them out, not threw them out literally, but you know what I mean? Yeah, they said, excuse me, you're going to have to leave. So they, they ended up not too happy, but they left. And then they went straight down the road, went out to this, uh, to this I think it was like a restaurant, and came outside with a samurai sword and came towards the club, like walking towards the club with this massive samurai sword. And I was, the, I've never called the police before in my life. And I called the police and they were like, call the police now. Um, and they came towards us and they, the other two had some knives on them. It was quite scary. And we nearly had to shut the doors and lock everyone in. Mm. Um, and I called the police and, and they were like, what's he wearing? And I was like, dark clothes, but has a samurai sword on him. <laughs> like, how can you not? And they were like, okay, sir, please stay calm. I was like, oh, I'm fairly calm. It's just there's someone with a samurai sword walking towards a full club of people. Um, Anyway, they asked us loads of questions, and then within about five minutes of them saying, right, cool, they've left now, about six huge police vehicles turned up, surrounded them. We had a helicopter coming around, and I was like, mm, that was all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, the, there's... Nobody understands the amount of effort that goes in from managers, mm. door staff, to keep the venue safe. Yeah. Because if we're turning away somebody, it's because genuinely... You know, not they're, not, they're not fitting into our criteria for entry. 
you know, if, if a 12-year-old was to go to a cinema to watch a 15 film, they wouldn't anyway. be allowed in. But, but those people are the ones who cause a fuss and mm. then online then get the bad name from that. But, but it's so stupid because a lot of the time, so I've seen things where I've actually seen the incident happen mm. and then they've commented saying, oh, this bouncer like held me back like this and I couldn't move. Well, yeah, that's because you were trying to smack someone in the face and knock them yeah. out. But no one, no one would think about that. Like, I feel like the public just go like, oh, yeah, the bouncers. So when you start getting reviews from people like, that aren't even in the country, oh, I'm giving you a one-star review because I would never go there. You know, it's... It, it's oh, my yeah, it's infuriating. God. Because you take pride in what you do. Yeah. And, okay, you know, we're saying about the funny things that have mm. happened. I'm going to very quickly touch on the seriousness mm -hmm. of it because... Like I always say, the light and the dark of it. Sometimes the the humour can come from the really dark things. Yeah. And especially you have to have a certain sense of humour to be able to do the job. Because, you you know, you are taking personal things. Like, uh, I'm really sorry, I can't overturn the decision the door staff have made this evening because, you know, we, we don't allow work where you are a racist. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a racist, mm. um, but you know I don't know why you start to think like that. Well, you know you're turning away me. I'm in I'm in workwear. That's racist. No, it, it's not racist. Yeah. You know, not at all. Yeah. You know, I'm, this evening go away. What you're wearing is not correct. Um, you know, all you actually want to do is just go up to them and shake them some like so they get some, some sense. sense. Yeah. Or just say and, go go home and dress correctly. Come back and then you'll be allowed in. Yeah, people don't want to do that. They, I know. You know, it's they're like, oh, it's my right. And as I always say to people, it's not your right to come into this club. Yeah. You know. We're allowing you if you fit the criteria. Absolutely. And like you say, you know, you've seen the worst of it where there's actual threats yeah. to public safety. And that's scary, but, but no one will have appreciated that. The door staff are protecting you. They're also risking their lives sometimes yeah, absolutely. in that case. And, you know, oh, I'm really sorry, you can't take your bottle out into the street. I've paid for this. But when you're drunk and you throw that into the road and mm -hmm. it glass everywhere, some kid goes around, cuts themselves, or a dog walks across, it cuts their paws, or you decide to throw it through a window or a car window, or just general littering in the streets. Yeah. That's why you can't take your glass outside. Yeah. You know, because you've got a two-pound bottle of Budweiser, we don't want you going down the road, having your last three sips and then mm. chucking it here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Because we take pride in where we are, we take pride in what we do. Yeah. And if it's right yeah. outside, you'd get the bad name for it. Absolutely. And you do, you have these moments of, oh, God. And, you know, just pure exhaustion. Yeah. Some of the stupid things that I've witnessed. Because um, there's uh, loads. You've told me stuff before. There, there's literally hundreds. Um, working in a hotel in Tenerife, mm -hmm. and somebody thinks it's a cool idea to jump from the 10th balcony into the pool. <laughs> okay. You know, you're there trying to talk them down. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a suicide. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, jump off, no problem at all. That's it. They're in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, because you're trying to stop them doing it. You're trying to get security up to them to do it. Yeah. That's their idea of fun. Yeah, you could just kill yourself. You know, but, you know, you right. Could, Jesus. Even killing themselves would probably be the best thing than actually injuring themselves so bad yeah. that you, they're then disabled for the rest of their lives. I thought you were going to say killing themselves would be the best thing as opposed to just talking them down and saying... <laughs> yeah, another example of people being rude, and mm -hmm. um, this is a weird one, but... So this is story number two. Number two, right, okay, again, working in a hotel in Tenerife. Mm -hmm. 
customers come in yep. and I'm there welcoming all, hi, welcome, how are you? Yep. Excuse me, I'm really not happy. Party wants to go, which one are you, sleepy dopey dot grumpy or are you snow white? <laughs> but you don't, you're like, okay, right. Yeah, uh, the transfer coach was too hot, the plane was too cold. Yeah. We didn't get a meal on the plane. Mind you, we hadn't booked one. We did expect one. Yeah. Uh, it's like, have you ever seen the Faulty Towers sketch of like, it's not good enough? Yes, yes. What do you expect? Herds of yeah, wildebeest yeah, 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 yeah. sweeping majestically across the plane? Well, this woman is berating me. You're useless. You can't do anything. I've not said a word at this point mm -hmm. other than like, mm, okay. A husband's in the background, literally sweating with embarrassment. You can see him mm -hmm. turning white with embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. So she's there, and we, we get the room and give them a complimentary glass of champagne to calm her down. And, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, she, and this, and this, and this. And in the end, I went, right, in the nicest possible way, shut up. <laughs> I said, and that, that, at this point, I'm like, right, I've got to take control of the situation. Yeah. I said, I'm being blunt to you because you've come in through the doors. You've actually not given me a moment to speak. You're telling me everything here. I can sort any negatives that you've got. What I can't sort is I can't change the decor of the hotel. If you wish to change hotels, we can arrange for that to be done. Yeah. Went through everything with her. Boom. Sorted. Okay. At this point, she's like, her and her husband have gone up to the room. She's sheepish because she's realized that she's kicked off for no reason. Five minutes later, she comes bursting into the reception. Help me, help me, help me. And everyone's like, mm. My husband's died. <laughs> My God. He's gone up to the room. Mm -hmm. All this kicking off. Sat down on the bed. Heart attack and died. <gasps> oh okay. My God. And then spend the next two days while was waiting for like all the family to arrange mm -hmm. to get over to her. Arranged for a doc arranged for a doctor for her. Got her put on sleeping tablets. Went for meals with her so she wasn't on her own. I spent two days. No thanks. Oh, no I hate people. Oh. Nothing at all. I hate Absolutely people without manners. nothing at all. I've had somebody that's gone up and like, I don't like this song in the, D the DJ's playing. Change it now. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the other four or 500 people that are dancing are really enjoying this. I know what that's no. like. <laughs> Change it now. Yeah. Okay. So like me as the manager, the DJ's manager, the DJ boss. So go over. What's wrong? I've told him to change this song. He's not changed it. Mm. Pours entire drink into mixing desk. <laughs> if someone did that, I'm not sure I'd be able to keep it together. So, you know, that's an example of, of people there being hmm, Anything selfish. else that's a bit crazy? We'll, do one, we'll do one more, and, I'll, and I'm going to end on a couple of questions. Okay. In a venue down south, all of a sudden, fight breaks out on the dance mm -hmm. floor. Thinking, okay, right, we've got eight security on. This is a fight of about 50 people. What to do? I think... I think I was there for this. Was this Marines versus rugby people? Yes. <laughs> I was there. So you, you saw how I handled it. Straight to the DJ booth, turn the house lights on. Pack it microphone in, Microphone full back. You Pack it in, effing yeah, yeah. idiots. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? All of these people have paid good money to be in this club. What are you doing? Out now. Yeah. I then went storming, like, carried on the music, storming out to the front. Every single one of them. Really sorry, John. Sorry. Shut my hand. Really sorry. Sorry. Everybody just left. End of. 
That was a really scary fight as well. It was like when you throw food into a koi carp pond and they're all there going <laughs> like that. It was you know, crazy. It was I remember like, stood, stood outside and it was fairly near the end of the night and mm. I was like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my stuff and get ready to go beat the rush. Um, and suddenly I just heard loads of screaming mm. and I, it looked like a mosh pit on the dance floor. Yeah. Just everyone went crazy. And like, how do you deal with that? Okay, so to end it, mm. two good things and one bad thing about being a manager of a nightclub for anyone who would be interested in it or wants to do it, what would you give? Two bits of, of you know, positives and one negative and like maybe a teeny bit of advice and you have, okay. and you have 30 seconds. Don't think you're the big I am. Uh -huh. There's always somebody in the food chain that's going to be bigger than you. Uh -huh. There's always somebody there that's going to be better at what they do than you. Mm -hmm. No two nights are the same. Yep. No two people are the same. Mm -hmm. Regular customers treat just as well as a normal customer coming to the door. Treat mm -hmm. everybody equal. Make sure that you always have your own standards high. Make sure you have time for people. Be that staff, be that customers. Mm -hmm. Give people your time. That's mm -hmm. your job. You're not there to stand on the front door, pose with a drink and pull hot people. Yeah. That isn't the job. Mm -hmm. The job is to make sure that people are coming in, having a good time in a safe, controlled environment. But the biggest piece of advice, enjoy it. Right. If you don't enjoy it, leave the game. And then two good things and one bad thing. Two good things. You meet a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That is a really good thing. Yep. You know, you you never know who you're going to meet. Mm -hmm. um, respect. You get respect for what you do, because people will. Like, oh my God, I had the best night ever. Thank you so much. Yeah. Giving people a hug. It's such a nice thing. Negatives. Yeah. You're gonna. Encounter poo. <laughs> Which we spoke about at the start. Okay. You're going to encounter body fluids. Yep. Um, touch wood, not many people spit. You don't get llamas there flaming <laughs> at you. <laughs> yeah. Luckily. However, I would never put it past somebody to shit in their hands and throw it at you. Oh, <laughs> That's not Jesus, happening. and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> on that bum note... <laughs> on that, hey, but I'm... Um, okay, so anything you want to plug right at the end? Where are we? Right. We're actually, because we're actually recording in the place. We are now at the Beer Keller in Nuneaton. And, of course, check us out on Facebook and all social media, the Beer Keller in Nuneaton. And, of course, for any customers who are watching this... If you want to come down to the beer keller, log on to the social media, drop us a message, and just use code BK10DP, and that'll get you 10% off any booking. Oh, DP. Dale Pendlebury. That's me. Oh, or should it be DB, Dale Berry? Oh, should I do that again? Oh. Which one? Decide right now. D well, do you want me to do it again? No, no, you can, we'll keep it in. Okay. This is raw. Let's, raw and real. Let's use your real okay, DP. hardcore name. Okay, we'll keep it as DP. So use code BK10DP. There we go. And that'll get you 10% off any booking until the 31st of July 2018. Bam. Okay, well, there you go. And now you're going to have an even better time for... Cheap, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on to this. Thank this you. It was really fun. If you're watching this on YouTube, then please comment below your opinions on different things. Uh, and if you're listening to it, hopefully you enjoyed it. And please subscribe and everything. Thank you. And I will see you in the next podcast. This one was definitely longer, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>